0: wrap snack.
1: I've got a 53-year-old man with an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest. Bystander CPR is initiated. EMS arrives. They whisk the patient to your emergency department. He's shocked once for VF and route and has return of spontaneous circulation, but no return of neurologic function. There's a lot to do in that particular case. We've discussed whether they should go to cath and all of these different areas. But one question that comes up all the time is what blood pressure target should we be aiming for? Amal, what has your target been in the past for blood pressure after ROSC?
0: My blood pressure target has generally been at least 80 to 85 as an MAP, but I'll admit up front that that's almost entirely based on expert opinion from what I've heard from some of the critical care folks out there. And it's not up until now, it's really not been based on any evidence that I was aware of.
1: I was aiming for a little bit of a higher map as well. And you're right, we just don't have a lot of information we've gone on that expert opinion, but now we actually have an article. We have something that can help to guide what we're actually targeting. So we've got a double-blind randomized trial looking at this exact question. This is by Kiergaard et al., Blood Pressure Targets in Comatose Survivors of Cardiac Arrest, New England Journal of Medicine 2022. This has been called the BOX trial. We're not gonna go through the exact design and methods. We'll kick that over to the EMA folks It was a very creative way to set up a double-blind study. What we want to really look at is the results here. So let's start with the comparison. What were they comparing? What I wanted to do was
0: to compare whether the target mean arterial pressure post-ROSC was going to be better and have a better outcome when the MAP was higher versus the traditional 65 that we've all kind of adopted from the sepsis studies. So they took 789 Post ROSC patients who presumably had a cardiac cause of cardiac arrest. And then they just randomized them to either having a post ROSC target MAP of 63, which is uh, why not 65? It turned out to be 63, versus about 77. And then they looked at the 90 day outcome for death and neurologic outcome.
1: With those MAP targets in mind, their primary outcome was a composite of death or hospital discharge with a CPC of three or four. And while we don't love composite outcomes, really, in truth, what they're looking at is alive with a good neuro outcome or a poor neuro outcome or death. And I think that's an okay composite outcome really for them to be looking at. So what was the bottom line when looking at that higher map versus the lower map? The bottom line outcome is that there is no difference. And in terms of the actual
0: numbers, primary outcome in the high map group, 34%. Primary outcome in the low map group, 32%. So Map of 63 versus about 77 post-ROSC, no difference in the study.
1: When you looked through this paper, your first perusal of it, was there anything that popped out in your mind as problematic or maybe biases these results?
0: Yeah, you know, it was a little bit unusual that the median time from cardiac arrest to randomization was 146 minutes, uh, two and a half hours, which kind of made me wonder, why did it take so long for them to get randomized? So I think that's a bit of a problem. Because, look, the fact is, if you're waiting that long before you're starting to target some type of pressure, you know, those patients are all going to have a bad outcome no matter what. So I would have really liked to see a much more rapid focus or target in terms of getting them on whatever target blood pressure you want. And then the other problem is that the difference between 63 and 73 of only 10 millimeters of mercury really isn't all that much.
1: Quick point of clarification, the target for the higher map group was 77, but they actually only got to about 73 on average. There was only about that 11 millimeters of mercury difference between the low and the high map group, even though they were targeting a slightly higher map of 77. And so maybe if they had
0: targeted or or compared 63 versus 85, 65 versus 85, some bigger difference, maybe in that case, they would have found a bigger difference between the two. So, you know, I'm not saying that they would have, but I think those are two issues that I had with this study, which to some extent make me call into question some of the results, and I'd like to see it repeated.
1: Given these results, given what we have done in the past, are there still patients where you see that post-ROS patient, and you're like, you know what, I know the data says not to do it, but I'm still going to push that map a little bit higher?
0: Yeah, I, I think for patients that have pre-existing hypertension, I'm going to push the MAP a little bit higher. Now, in this study, they said that in that subgroup of patients, they didn't find a benefit. So even in the pre-existing hypertensive patients, they didn't find a benefit. But again, I I pointed out a couple of things that made me question some of the results. Summary.
1: Bottom line for us, Amal, what should our target blood pressure be post-ROSC? Well,
0: based on the best evidence, you know, if we assume that this was the best evidence that we've got, then... It would suggest that the MAP target should probably still be at least 65, and no good evidence to say that it should be a lot higher. But again, to me, this is not ideal evidence because of the time delay before randomization and also the very slight difference between the two comparison groups 63 versus 73. So, what I would say again in my practice, I'm still going to lean towards pushing it higher. And especially in patients that have pre existing hypertension, I would push it higher until we see. This data reproduced and validated with a shorter delay between ROSC and randomization.
1: I think the other thing that we should note in addition to that is that they didn't see a harm of pushing the pressure higher. So I think it still gives us that leeway while we wait for better data. But if you were targeting 70, then I would say probably there's not much of a benefit. And you have to think of either do I need to push it even higher than that? Or I'm just going to target that 65. So again, this is probably the best data that we have at this point, but we really do need more data to really tell us where to go with this. Um, Amal, thanks for doing this update. I think this is a big article. It was in the New England Journal of Medicine. I know lots of people are talking about it, so it's good to have your expert take on it. And we'll see what comes out in the future. Hopefully, this group will be doing more work to give us more answers on exactly what the ideal target blood pressure is in this group.
0: Sounds great, Swami. Thanks.